0: Merry meet. Welcome to Witch Magic. I'm Dawn, and I will be taking you on a spiritual journey to all things magic and witchcrafts. hello everyone welcome back to another episode of witch magic today let's talk about spirit guides so before I get into our topic of the day I just want to let you guys know in case you haven't noticed I recently redesigned the cover art for the podcast so I hope you guys like it I did notice however that Apple Podcast hasn't changed it yet, but it is all on. It has changed on the other platforms, and I did post it on the Facebook group. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not sure why why Apple is being so slow in changing my cover. So I don't know. And as I'm recording this, we are getting a ton of snow. It is so beautiful outside. It started snowing last night and it's just it's still going on it's been going on and on and we have probably about five inches out there right now there has to be um and everything is so white and it just looks so cozy it makes me feel so cozy anyway let's get on to our topic so what is a spirit guide anyway it's someone who has sort of been assigned to you to help you guide you through your life. A spirit guide is not of this physical plane, although they used to be. They have chosen to dedicate their time in the afterlife, helping others, as opposed to live in another life here on Earth. This is an honor that they have earned. Not everyone can apply for this job, so to speak. Everyone has at least one spirit guide, and they are usually someone with either similar strengths Or complementary strengths in order for them to better help you so say for instance you were very forgetful of things or you keep misplacing things you may have a guide that never misplaced anything in their life or you could have someone that forgot things all the time but they mastered what they learned and are now ready to teach some spirit guides may only be with you briefly if the job they were set out to do has been done but there is always one who is with you for your whole life. I like to call that your main spirit guide. If you wish to contact your spirit guides in order to get to know them or to ask for guidance, you can do so by invoking them through automatic writing or meditate and visualize. If you choose to invoke them, make sure you do so in a protective space. As a matter of fact, all of these things should be done in a protective space. Perform a full ritual if you want for the purpose of calling them to come through. They will seek your permission. You can ask for symbols or signs for your spirit guide to show you so that you know they are there, such as, let's say, a heart. That way, if you happen to find, say, a heart-shaped rock along your path, say you're going for a walk and you find a heart-shaped rock, just as you're thinking about needing guidance in some areas of your life, then that could be a verification that your guide is listening and ready to help you. Spirit guides have very subtle ways of getting messages to you, such as in a dream or even on a billboard. And we can talk about that automatic writing in just a bit. So you may never know the true form of your spirit guide, what their names are and such, although I have once been told that one of my spirit guides came through that seemed to be a sailor of some kind. And this was told to me by author Dorothy Morrison, no less, when I met her in person at a class a while back at my local witch shop at the time. And it was very nice meeting her. She did this whole class on spirit guides. And this was the very first time that I've ever really heard about spirit guides. Um, It was very early on in my practice. And Dorothy Morrison was one of my favorite authors. And I had, I had had a couple of her books. So I bought those books with me so that she could sign them, and she did. And I was telling her, after the class was done, I was telling her that I was doing a healing spell for my daughter, and I had come to this very shop to gather my items, and that's when I found the healing oracle cards. And she gave me a big hug after I told her the whole story, and she is a very nice woman. And if you've if you've ever read any of her books... You know they're really good Um, especially the witch's companion I love that Um, it's a very cool book to have anyway uh, so if you ask your spirit guide just might give you a name that you can call them by and it doesn't necessarily have to mean it's a name that they lived with while they were here on earth okay Your spirit guides are like your very own personal cheerleaders wanting you to succeed in life. So if you ever feel that you're all alone in things, that you have no support, no one on your side, well, now you know that you do, always. Think of these guides as teachers of mastery, for they are the ones who have overcome their hurdles in life. They really do have your best interests at heart. Some people may refer to them as angels or guardian angels. Regardless, they have learned life's lessons and are ready to show you the way if you care to let them. In order for you to hear them, you must listen. Sometimes it takes time, but you must free your mind, open your mind, relax your mind. Could our spirit guides be loved ones that have passed? It's possible, if they had earned the honor, it could be an ancestor. One of your guides may actually be a deity, although I think that's rare, since we all have access to deities. You will want to have a deep connection with your spirit guides, so talk to them. Make them a part of your life, because they are, whether you're aware of it or not. And don't worry, they don't pass judgment. Now, different cultures and religious spiritual traditions have different practices to contacting spirit guides. If you want to stick with the ways of your origins, then there are ways to look up your ancestors and their beliefs and cultures. Keep in mind that your spirit guide or guides may have already been trying to connect with you. Just like I mentioned about symbols and signs before, they may have been subtly giving you these signs it could even be something like a whisper or a sudden thought to stay away from a certain area only to later find out that there was indeed danger there at that time there are many types of spirit guides this first one this first one that i'm going to mention might confuse you and it is it is your higher self it's the part of you that is connected to the Divine. This is basically your intuition or sixth sense. Another one are angels. They're not just for Christians, they are here for everyone. Archangels are powerful figures that usually come with a specialty such as protection and health. Ascended masters have had unique experiences And have such great things to teach so think about buddha or jesus your guide might not actually be one of these guys but something like them another is animal spirits they can also come through as a guide and you will usually see a lot of them if you have one especially at unusual times in unusual places deities are the gods and goddesses from many cultures if you feel particularly drawn to a certain deity, and there is no apparent reason why, then you may want to study up on them and try to get to know them better and know how to better connect with them. All right, another one is aliens. Okay, some of you might not actually believe in aliens or other life forms, but many people do, including me. Anyway, I've been hearing more and more about people feeling like they are, that they're from a different planet. Or even a galaxy these people are referred to as star children and I think there's a couple of different names for them but star children is the one I'm most the one I'm most familiar with so you could even have a guide from light years away and universal energy contains all of the above you can always ask the universe for guidance ways that your guides may be trying to connect with you and some of these I already briefly mentioned is through things that you may see frequently numbers or symbols artwork music even movies and tv shows you might get repeated messages through those you might get messages in your dreams and sometimes messages can show up in your job or through people you communicate with and then I did mention the automatic writing So the way that the automatic writing works is that you'll want to set your scene, whatever that means to you, whether that's lighting a candle, sitting in a very quiet space where there's no one else around, um, having things on your altar. You could do with this at your altar or at your desk, wherever you're going to be able to concentrate and clear your mind of any clutter, all right? Some people actually use background music, maybe some really light, steady background music, and you'll wanna have a piece of paper and a pen. And what you wanna do is write on the piece of paper what you wanna ask your spirit guides. Or you can even simply say, I wish to connect with my spirit guides. And then you put your hand to the paper and without any thought as to what you were writing, let your hand flow freely and you just may get a message from your spirit guide okay some people use two pens one pen to write your question and then change to the other pen for the automatic writing because kind of like in this way i guess it kind of differentiates between what you're writing and what they're writing, so to speak. You know what I mean? And you can actually even do this on your computer. If you have a keyboard, just type type in what your question is or what you wanna know, that you wanna connect, you know, whatever it may be. And then let your hands flow freely over the keyboard. And don't think about what it is you're writing. As a matter of fact, if you're comfortable with it, don't even look at it. Don't even look at the paper when you're writing or the computer screen. You know, just let your hand do the writing, let it flow freely and see what you come up with. I just recently learned a name to one of my spirit guides that I didn't know about. And it actually just came to me all of a sudden. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't doing the automatic writing. I wasn't trying to invoke. But I was when I was thinking about spirit guides and all this um, and wanting to do this episode... The name just came to me and it it's amazing so i don't know why i know it's a girl's name i don't know what she is guiding me through but i really do want to connect with her and i think that i will try to connect with her so it's also a good idea to keep a journal and jot down anything that might strike you as messages and exactly like if you do the automatic writing on paper or even on the computer. You might want to keep that in your Book of Shadows as well. If you find out who your guides are, their names, what they are there for, that would be excellent information to keep on hand. Also write down how to best connect with them once you establish that, of course. Remember that your spirit guides are yours and yours alone. So don't brag about them. Be respectful and call on them often. Do not think you are burdening them. Because that's what they're there for. It would be a really nice gesture to honor them on your altar or occasionally leaving them offers. Any way you can think of to show them gratitude. Always thank them for answering your questions. Remember, it takes time and practice to connect with your spirit guides. So be patient. Don't give up. Keep trying. It will happen if you want it to alright guys now I want to go ahead and do a rune reading so let me grab my trusty runes I like to shake the bag up a little bit before I reach in there and now I'm shuffling through all right oh my goodness wait till you guys hear this okay this is actually perfect for what we're talking about. All right, I'm just getting my book ready. Just be able to tell you the... All right, so... <laughs> this is awesome. I drew the blank rune. All right, which is called the unknowable. Well, actually, let me... The, the rune the name of the rune is Odin and if you've looked in, listened to previous episodes you will know that I have mentioned Odin on several occasions well one which is through reading the runes because he is the finder of the runes but also as being a Norse god so this is interesting because it is also called the unknowable and the divine okay and kind of talking about you know the unknowable with our spirit guides right we know that we have the spirit guides but we don't know who they are or what they're doing for us unless you connect with them so let me read what this rune means and just to let you know the rune itself the i have these um ceramic ceramic runes which i did post on my website okay they are my personal runes. And they're blank on both sides. They have no writings on them. All right? It's just complete blank. And so there is no reverse at all. So let me go ahead and read. Blank is the end. Blank the beginning. <clears throat> this is the rune of total trust and should be taken as exciting evidence of your most immediate contact with with your own true destiny, which, time and again, rises like the Phoenix from the ashes of what we call fate. <clears throat> the appearance of this room could pretend a death, but that death is usually symbolic and may relate to any part of your life, as you are living it now. Relinquishing control is the ultimate challenge for the spiritual warrior. Here the unknowable informs you that is that is in motion in your life, in that blankness is held undiluted potential. At the same time, both pregnant and empty, this rune comprehends the totality of being, all that is to be actualized. Drawing the blank rune may bring to the surface our deepest fears. Will I fail? Will I be abandoned? Will it all be taken away? And yet our highest good our truest possibilities, and all our fertile dreams are held within that blankness. Willingness in permitting of what this rune requires, for how can you exercise control over what over what is not yet in form? The blank rune often calls for no less an act of courage than an empty-handed leap into the void. Drawing it is a direct test of faith. The unknowable represents the path of karma, the sum total of your actions and their consequences, the lessons that are yours for this lifetime. And yet this rune teaches that the very depths of old karma shift and evolve as you shift and evolve. Nothing is predestined. What beckons is a creative power of the unknown. Whenever you draw the blank rune, take heart. Know that the work of self-change is, Is progressing in your life that's amazing and I hope you guys got that message all right there's another thing that I want to introduce you to so during the holidays I was gifted this little box of a hundred cards in it and it's called everyday spells and it is such oh my god such a cute little box it's, it's light blue, it has, has stars on it, and it's got a picture of a cauldron with a triple goddess on the front of it, and it's got pink, you know, steam or whatever coming from the cauldron. And the back of the box says, are you looking to conjure up a love spell or just bring yourself some good luck? This card pack features rituals to help you achieve success and happiness in all parts of your life. So yeah, this is pretty good. This actually, this came as a gift from one of my students. His mom, I work with her at the childcare center that I work at, and her son is in my class. And she knows I'm a witch, and you know she's kind of all into all of this too. So she told me when I opened it up, she he actually my student actually picked these out. So thank you. I know who you are. <laughs> So, I think what I'm going to do is, from now on, I'm going to go through these cards. I'll do one for every episode, and I'll kind of go in the order that they are right now. But, and you can kind of hear me messing with the cards right now. The first, let's see, one, two, three, four. So the first 15 or so cards kind of gives you an introduction into spell casting. So there's like a before you get started, good and bad magic, significant objects, setting up an altar, preparing your space, carving and anointing candles, cleansing a candle, charging your tools, symbols, color meanings, moon spells, <clears throat> the phases of the moon, which is awesome because in my class this week we're talking about my theme is space and we're also talking about the moon and the stars and everything and we just recently talked about the moon phases I have a poster um, of all the moon phases and I had the children look at that poster and I had cutouts of the different moon phases that they glued onto their paper and they had to put them in order and some of them got them right, some of them did them a little backwards but that's okay, you know They're still learning, so... I didn't expect them to know exactly... To put them all in the order, because it is a lot to know. Even sometimes I get messed up a little bit, so let's be honest. Um, But anyway, let me... Let me read the first spell card. Because after all that introduction stuff, there's all these spell cards. But then at the end there's like affirmations there's like ten of them I think about ten affirmations Um, so we'll do that another time but right now let me go through the first spell that's in here and this is from the moon spells this is the lunar elixir so for this You'll need one piece of fresh ginger, two pinches of dried chamomile, one teaspoon of dried peppermint, one cup of black tea. Make this tea on a full moon, and by the way, the next full moon will be February 5th, I believe, to leave you calm, focused, and centered. Add a sliver of the ginger and the herbs to your tea. Chant this mantra before you drink. On this day, I pray for calm and health. I pray for the wisdom to see the beauty in each waking moment. Blessings to all, so mote it be. All right. That was pretty cool, wasn't it? So that's something that you can do. And I will post this on my Facebook group so that you guys can see it um, and practice it if you want to. All right. I don't know, maybe I'll put it on the website too. Who knows? And speaking of that, please come join us on Facebook, the Facebook group. Um, I just recently added questions that you have to answer to in order to get into the group. And it's just two simple questions. Please answer them as thoroughly as possible so that I know that you're serious about joining the group. And I'm only doing this because I'm trying to protect the members that are in there now because there are some that might still be in the broom closet and they don't want their business out there publicly, you know what I'm saying, for just anybody to see. The group is private, all right, but you can still search for it. Um, I've had members tell me that they had found it through Facebook suggestions. So please, please, please answer those questions thoroughly. Because I would, I would not like to decline any members. And the only reason for me to cl- that I would have to decline members because I don't want to have spammers in the group. You know, trolls. People just coming in to get information. Like information that they can use hatefully or whatnot. You know what I mean? I'm doing this to help you guys. To protect you guys. Okay? That's all I'm doing it for. So please, if you have anybody that you that you think would be interested in joining the group let them know that there are questions and to answer them thoroughly because if they don't get answered they get declined all right or if they give short answers like short one-word answers that mean nothing to anything they might get declined and I would really hate to do that I don't like to do that so please be mindful of that um also on my coffee pages well on my coffee page, um, I started adding spells. Okay, and these are for my members who are Gryffindor and above. So Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff. Um, if you're one of the, if you become a member on one of those tiers, you will get access to spells. Um, I really didn't want to do much spells on the podcast because. I want this to be more me guiding you towards the craft and um, talking about my experiences in the craft and all that kind of stuff so the spells I kind of wanted to save for something else and I figure that would be a perfect place to put it so we only have one spell up there so far but there will be more and I'll also add that to my patreon so if you're interested in becoming a member on my Patreon or coffee. The links to those are on the show notes and on the Facebook group and on the website. Um that would be so much appreciated. You know, every tier is a certain amount of money per month and I mean, I try to keep it low. You know what I mean? Like I think the first tier is like $3 or something like that. So, um yeah, just uh you know, check that out just to see what it's about. See if you're interested. It would help me a great deal and I would highly appreciate it. But the main thing that I would really appreciate if you guys left a rating in a review on either Apple or Spotify. Okay, that would be awesome. I would love to see that. And I do have a review page on my website that I'm building, so I would like to add that to that as well. Um, And share this podcast with your friends if you think they'd be interested. Share it on your social media, you know, things like that. That would be so awesome. That's really the best thing you can do to support me. That would be highly appreciated. And I'm also on Twitter, although I'm really not as active on Twitter as I am on Facebook, the Facebook group. And I do have a Witch Magic account on Instagram. So come join me on all of those things and... You know, keep tuning in um, I will be taking a break sometime during the summer for my wedding so I will keep you guys informed about that but until then I'm going to keep on going and I uh, will see you guys next week and everybody thanks for tuning in and have a very magical week so that's going to do it for today I will be airing these podcasts about once a week so be sure to tune in. You might want to choose to get notified when I air so that you don't miss a thing. If you have any comments, please feel free to connect with me on my Facebook group. I will leave the link to that along with my website on the show notes. Blessed be.